Welcome to Overtime and Inferno, your weekly roundup of all the big stories in CSGO. Quicker than I am Dallas gets an asterisk next to its name. Quick reminder, rate and review us <laughs> the episode. It helps us. I'm Logan. This is AZS. Let's get into it. Um, quick look forward to the rest of the episode. We're going to talk about whatever we're going to talk about now, which is probably going to be I am Dallas, the various pro moves and the Navi moves. Um, and then we are going to go into a quick segment that we had earlier today. By earlier today, I mean like an hour ago with uh, Spray XD, who's the coach for ATK. Uh, he talks to us about a little bit about North American Counter-Strike, South, American, South African Counter-Strike, and uh, Israeli Counter-Strike, as well as we touch on a bunch of the, uh, the Dallas teams that are there. With some um, so spicy hot takes. With some, some good hot takes. Um, so make sure to stay tuned for that. That should be about 20 minutes, and we'll have a timestamp below. Um, but before we get to that point, uh, let's talk about the news. There's um, <laughs> I don't know why I did it that way, but we're, we're sticking with it. Let's get um, right into the news. All right. So big, big, big start of the news. Boomich is gone from Navi. What? If you, to be fair, that was my reaction because if you had to bet on who was going, being le- uh, leaving Navi, it it wouldn't have been Boomich. I don't know. Boomich was <laughs> Boomich would have been at worst my second, I guess. I think Boomich would have been my third. Uh, okay, really? maybe my second. Like, yeah, like he's he's married, the thing, like, right? So theoretically, it's har- harder for him to like move I think out he's, of the country. I think he's like in the process of divorce. I, I, it, yeah. Um, Either but, way, that's only going to complicate moving out of the country. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? To be fair, Electronic was so far on my number one that it didn't make sense to think about two through five. Yeah, I, I got. I thought it would be Electronic and Boomich, and then Electronic's just apparently staying now. Boomich is Boomich is out. Um, the interesting thing about this to me. Is that who the fuck do like Navi get? Because so, you can't. So the, they've said they're not, they don't want to get a Russian player. So the rumor, the, the rumor, rumor is Buster. Yeah. See, apparently, I remember Overdrive said when he left VP that he was like thinking about taking a break. Obviously, if Navi come calling, maybe your maybe, plans change. But maybe you don't take a break. But other than that, like. Other than that, I guess you're kind of hoping Blade does what he did with Boomich, which is turn a, a good cerebral player into yeah. a like bona fide in-game leader. Yeah, because um, they're they're saying that so the the COO of Navi, uh, COO not CEO, COO of Navi commented to Serta that he revealed that Electronic may be taking Boomich's spot, calling. Yeah, which I don't actually hate because Electronic. Right, Electronic's good, really good. We all know this. But he hasn't been superstar level since Bits come in. And he is taking, like, aggressive roles, as he always has done. And, like, that's kind of where you want your in-game leader to be anyway. Um, And you know that he can kind of turn it on if he really needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, it's not ideal, but I kind of like it. I Like, it... It might be an unpopular opinion, but I kind of like Electronic as the IGL of the team. You you have bit and simple. Like, you don't need Electronic to be going off. Yeah. You I assume Hedtrick will be just promoted, right? I 
I guess I mean if they if they get uh, Buster, then they wouldn't promote Hat Trick. But Buster, I don't know. Buster's such a good name for a player. Apparently, so so the update on the HLTV article is apparently that VP have rejected the possibility of releasing Buster from his contract, which means the uh, the, the issuable part is that Navi would have to pay off the contract, or they'd have to get a third party to pay off the contract. Um, similar to the way that the Gambit uh, Gambit to Cloud9 move happened, where it was actually Gambit to Agency to Cloud9. Um, so that way, Navi is not paying the Russian government. Yeah, but in the end, I don't the Russian government is still getting paid. I, say, so I don't I really understand like, how you can justify I feel like it. it's still that, yeah. See, the, yeah. the Cloud9 one, that happened because Gambit needed to get rid of their team. Yeah. Because they weren't making money off their team. Virtus Pro seems all intent on keeping their team. So, like. Yeah. Unless somebody really wants Jakinda, or it's like, yeah. ha, you know, are you willing to give the Russian government a little bit of money so you can have Jakinda? I mean, I feel like Jakinda will pay his own transfer fee if he wants to. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, Counter Strike players make a decent amount of money. I don't think they make that much money. No, but I. Yes, agreed. But okay, I don't. I'm going insane. Don't worry about me. Um, <laughs> speaking of Virtus Pro. Um, uh, they so they since Yukindar and Buster have both been benched. I think is the official wording. Yes, um, they've essentially benched themselves. But they, re- they have removal been from the active squad is the uh, official term. Uh, K twenty three players Norbert and Fame are going to move over to uh, technically outsiders, technically Virtus Pro. Yeah. Um, so they've most recently played on K twenty three. Norbert has been around for a little while yeah i remember being excited about norba in like 2018 yeah. 2019 when he he like shit all over the cis minor yeah uh, he, was he was on for wind strike wind strike that's it yeah, yeah yeah i remember that wasn't wait wasn't he playing with boomage uh he according to wind strike he did play with boomage hell yeah what a like that's mad really like that team has so much history on it now he also played with legendary player world edit which is i love world edit world edit's great if only because it was like the weirdest name like it kind Uh, of sounded like a youtube channel like a bad youtube channel that made like like modern warfare 2 videos (laughs) or like halo videos that you you know that that tracks um hd but yeah, no, he did play with Boomich and uh, with Bondic for a time. Oh, uh, God. i forgotten about uh, Bondic. Old, old CIS players is weird. Um, the other player is uh, Fame, who's a little a little younger, hasn't really played for many teams. It's basically just been K23. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, this K23 team has been They've pretty been well. good. They've no, been doing it, well. Like, Norbert's a pretty good player. Like, it, I remember him being like quite an intelligent player, but he had like the snappy headshot aim that you expect of pretty much every single CIS player. Um, but he also, uh, I Vu brought this up yesterday because I, I remember it. He was the guy who would complained when I, I can't remember which team it was, pulled out five orps in a competitive game. He was like, oh, you know, this isn't a competitive game. Go to matchmaking if you want to buy five orps. And it's like, mate, you lost five orps. Let's not pipe up. It's, it's quite an old tweet now but um yeah it's kind of no, I, I do remember that i that yeah that was a thing um other pieces of news etc that we need to talk about uh the hltv curse is still in effect 
uh, highly in effect. Uh, Synchrone, the uh, the coach of Mouse, former coach <laughs> of Mouse NXT, uh, had a had an article on HLTB. I think this event will make a good statement. Three hours later, Mouse was out of the event. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the HLTV curse is still in full effect. Uh, everybody hide your children, um, etc. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, last things we have to talk about is I am Dallas. We're going to talk with Spray about that a little bit. So we're going to head off to Spray and we'll come back and we'll finish about our I am Dallas talk. Welcome, everybody. Uh, today we have Spray XD, the head coach for ATK, on. Um, I'm going to talk with him about some some of some Counter Strike, some North American Counter Strike, some South African Counter Strike, some Israeli Counter Strike, and uh, the IEM Dallas matches that are going on and around. Uh, good morning, or I guess for you, good evening. Good evening. Well, good noon. <laughs> good noon. <laughs> we'll, we'll take noon. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. All right. Um, you, you want to, you want to, you want to give some background about yourself? Um, well, you're pretty much self-explanatory, right? <laughs> a coach, a Counter-Strike coach. Uh, I'm coaching ATK for the past two years now. Uh, I've been assistant coach with the old ATK and Cloud9 lineup and previously some tier two and three teams from uh, Europe, like Vexed, Euronix and those type of teams. So how did you end up? In North American Counter Strike. Well, that that was all right. So <laughs> when I parted ways with Vexed, I was with them for about also like a year and a half or something like that. I just put myself out there. I just wanted to like learn at this point. I wanted to come to a team that that's in need of an analyst or an assistant coach to just you know for me to get information and to up my game uh, generally because I was still young, and I'm still young, and uh, I just put myself out there and. It happened to be Bravado back in the day. Then they moved to Denial and ATK. And that's how I just got into North America. And uh, after the Cloud9 transfer that I didn't go through, I was doing some freelance work. But um, ATK approached me and wanted me to be the head coach of a, of the program. And they wanted to move aboard to North America. So pretty much that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk about this ATK team that you're you're coaching. Um, I believe they've won a bunch of cash cups recently or have been definitely in the uh, in the running for winning a bunch of cash cups recently. So um, you've got two South Africans, a Swedish guy, and currently two Americans? Yeah, currently two Americans. we got uh, MOTM has been with us ever since we moved to uh, North America because uh, we lost a South African player. He couldn't move aboard late, like, last second, so... We got MOTM um, and Swisher just recently instead of Truth. Truth had some health problems, so he had to go back to Norway. Uh, so we got Swisher and the two South Africans are basically we are the core of the project. We started it early 2020. How does how does it get to be that you have a, a Swede on your team as well? And I guess for that point, in, uh, someone from Norway... Like this, this seems like such an eclectic mix of nationalities and yeah. one team that happens to be in North America. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we like had tryouts and we trialed in our bunch of North American players, but 
uh, me coming from the European scene, um, I just know that there's so much that I can do in terms of, you know, like guiding people through what they should do and the mentality and everything. And when I bring them like live examples of people that I know, I knew Boren, I knew Truth, and I know that the European scene has different approach to the Counter-Strike game, like mentally more than not. Uh, bringing them is more of like a raw example of how you should be approaching stuff. And I think generally that helped us a lot to like slowly get to the next step. Like we started beating the, the top, top teams, most of them Brazilians, right? Like Gotsan and Payne, but we started to beat them and be more competitive right now. Uh, to that point, do you think um, that uh, the region as a whole would improve more if you took on more the tier two European in-game leaders? Obviously, North America's had a problem since almost inception, it seems, of a lack of in-game leaders. And as you say, that that approach comes more naturally to Europeans. I mean, we have, our leader is, our in-game leader is South African, but um, I kind of developed him. When I first met him, he wasn't an in-game leader. He wanted to try it. And I kind of gave him homework and I developed him into what he is now. Um, but generally, I'd say that importing players from... Uh, Europe is very necessary for the growth of the scene, uh, just to see the different mindsets that you have uh, between Europe and North America. The difference between everybody says like a lot of people play for the money, right? In Europe, it's none of nothing like that. Basically, you you play to have fun and to reach your goals, and I think that we can see uh, what their name Strive just got fates, and they're doing really good as well. So I think importing players is very necessary for the North American growth. Okay, I got one more one more question about North America before we move on to uh, other other regions of the world. <laughs> um, where where do you where do you rank? Uh, where where do you where do you have teams ranked in tier two North American Counter Strike right now? Where do we, where do we think the the current power rankings are? Like of. General teams in North America, or of, of general teams that people would know, like is because we've got we have a lot of tournaments coming up in which there's going to be like teams that people have generally not heard of from North America. Yeah, like um, Strive, for example, in Pro League. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, so, I think, so, what are what should we be looking for here? Uh, it's it's really rough because obviously right now we have I am Dallas, so we are practicing a lot of European teams, which is nice. Um, but I'd say that. In terms of international competition, it's you, you can't expect much, honestly. We we cycle through the same teams that we practice every day. We play in pretty much the same teams. Like we played Gotham, I think, four times in one week. And Jeez. yeah, I mean there there's so much you can do as as to improve as a team in four in playing the same team four days in a row. Uh where it more counts as like individual performance, right? Like who has the better because you, you already know how they play at this point there's the veto yeah, can be done who's already. got the hot hand yeah exactly so i'd say north america needs more growth and needs more events like i am dallas so they can practice and play against other teams than they usually are like we play carpe diem pain godsend uh we play gaming gladiators like those are the teams that we play all the time so we kind of just cycle through them all right. So, so you said before that you um, you were at least helping with the former Cloud Nine roster that yeah. now has 
somehow partially made its way to complexity to a degree and also OCs over in liquid and kind of split yeah. apart to a degree. Um, complexity just went out in damn near last place in <laughs> Dallas. Um, we, we, the two of us, myself and Elliot, have been hyping up in complexity for a little while. And uh, we're starting to have a little bit of buyer's remorse. Is there a reason we should be excited for this team? I think I think that there is. There there always is. I think that uh, JT and TC are a really great duo in terms of leadership and um, just building a team. I just think that they lack a lot of, not a lot of. I'd say like you have Fang, for example, and you have Grim, and you have Floppy. That all all of them try to be like the star players, rather than someone is sacrificing something. I think that. It's still in building stages and that sort of like who's the star rifler. Obviously, everybody knows it's floppy, but then Grimm's tried to show up like here and there, and then Fang is trying to show up here and there rather than like filling their roles. And I'd say obviously the, the, the most obvious one is Junior, right? I mean, he's just not pulling his pants against European teams and high tier competition. Um, there's so much you can do. I think that what they need is an upper more like Hades, for example, from Ants, an upper who is more passive, but He's just filling in the role to make the riflers shine, basically. That's what complexity needs the right now. The ideal one would have been safe, obviously, who ended up at Furia. He yeah. fulfills that role perfectly yeah, yeah, yeah. on Furia. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think they can go international easily and get some, some opera, like a tier 2 opera, and just mold them into what they need. But they don't need the flashy opera. OC, as good as he was, he wasn't a flashy opera as well. He was hitting naughty shots, but he was very calculated and laid back for the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I want to transition a little. We're moving. We're moving across the the world. We're moving from the west toward more towards easterly, uh, South Africa. Um, so the the ATK lineups historically have had a bunch of South Africans on it. We had the original ones with TC and JT. Um, you have yours now, right? Which has two South Africans on it. How does South Africa keep producing players that are able to play at a decently good level? And then the the follow-up to that is how how actually I don't have a follow-up to that yet. That was a lie. <laughs> is is how good like how good is the region as a whole? Like sure, yeah, let's do that. Why is it that a country like South Africa is able to compete in North America, which is obviously a much bigger region? I think that I actually don't think it's a much bigger region in terms of uh the I, I, I was surprised. I was, America. I was pleasantly surprised, <laughs> to be honest. But th- there are some decent amount of teams there, honestly. Mm. Uh, they have like different leagues as well. But um, I think that, that the talent that they produce, like a lot of those players in, let's say, the lower end countries, right? Like South Africa, um, they're kind of the same, right? Like mechanically and whatever. But you always have the, those exceptions. Like, for example, let's take Mistem as an example. He was always an exception um, from the way that he thought about the game, the, the goals that he wanted to achieve and how he approached it. Um, let's take Fady and JT, for example, the same thing. Like Those were exceptions, and I think in every region you have those exceptions. I think what's great is that ATK is actually trying to show the world that there, there are those exceptions, right? They're basically bringing them to North America and showing their true faces. I think that even the first lineup we went with, with uh, Blaze and Mango, I think that Mango showed up uh, a lot of resilience in North America, and I think like People start to realize you can look at other regions for players. 
doesn't just have to be the the Europe and North America, yep. and I guess CIS. I mean, Koi just uh, teased right. the South African for their uh, Devonport University lineup. Should be yeah, announced. We had today. Koi on last week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we spoke uh, on a podcast on North's podcast, so he said uh, that they're getting yeah, a South you African. Have, you can't talk about other podcasts here. Uh, uh, <laughs> they don't exist. They don't exist. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he he I, did tease a South African. Is that signing today? Apparently. Uh I suppose it's quite beneficial for you in a sense that people have realized that there are other regions, you know, other than the big ones, because obviously now we're starting to see Israeli players and in definitely. your case coaches at the top level. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, I, w- I was probably the first one out of Israel to actually leave the scene, the local scene and go to Europe basically. And I think that's the best decision I've made. And the Flamesy is a really good friend of mine. And I always, I, I know him since he was 12. I, I literally, I told him, dude, you have insane mechanical aim and you're you're such a smart player. You're getting information so well, but you can't stay in the scene. You have to get out and you have to start grinding like with someone else. He, he grinded to FPL and eventually got to endpoint and everybody knows how that went. And then OG, same with Spinks. Like everyone that I know and I give them my tips is basically get out of the scene as fast as you can. And it's not because the scene is bad, but you need to grow as individuals first and then lure people into the scene, right? Like, say, now now is the time for Israeli teams to come up. Now is the time for players to create Israeli teams because everybody looks at Spinks, everybody looks at at uh, Flamesy. Me, maybe, maybe in North America right now because we are not really competing internationally, but in North America, people know me. And I think it's time right now for people to just get teams going in israel it feels like um israel is kind of the same way that oh wait i don't want to fuck up the country hold up hold up <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm i'm so good with geography and then i'm just terrible okay it feels to me like um israel is similar to what latvia is currently going through right yeah. um with yakindar and with Broki and like we know that Latvia has its own like little scene inside of it. Um, And it feels like that there's all these like, and I swear I'm not meaning to offend anyone by saying this pocket countries that are like small countries that you generally don't have a huge amount of like, not reason to go to, but like that you generally wouldn't have heard about, like you hear about Sweden, you hear about Denmark um, that are getting their time to shine in counter-strike right now. Yeah. I I think, I think Israel is in that spot right now. And I think, this is the time to produce more more players and more teams. I think that more more towards teams right now because if there will be like an Israeli superstar team per se, I think everybody would put their eyes on it because what Spinks and Flamesy has done right now. And I mean, yeah, you have Shushan. Spinks, Flamesy, and Exertion. Yeah, Exertion, <laughs> Exertion is also insane. I think people people underestimate yeah. him a lot. Um, I think like I think he should have been bumped to the Mouse lineup. Like if you ask me performance wise we have many thoughts about the mouse lineup <laughs> yeah well, I mean, we, 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 we could talk about that a little bit more in i am dallas because yeah. that team yeah. I, I i the thing with um exertion is impressive is that apparently he does a lot of secondary calling as well for mouse obviously yeah. um for those who are unaware uh, about suhi he was not originally an in-game leader until the nxt project and uh exertion apparently does a lot of the secondary calling a lot of the mid-round calling which is invaluable and something that it looks he's like also a young player a really young player yeah uh but yeah I, th- I, think, I think that i think that right now again it's the time for people to come up 
it's time for people to like build something up. Like we have Shushan, for example, Flavzy's brother, who is a really good opera. You have an Arkez, you have Mestel, who's also like an up and coming talent. You have a lot of like talents coming up, but I I'd say they need a project and they need to show them their faces right now. I think everybody will start looking at them if they just get into a team and start climbing up. It's it's almost like the issue is the Sphinx is actually just too good. Like he's just he's like he's almost like too good to be on an Israeli super team because it's like yeah he's one of, he's currently one of the best players in the world. Like how are you ever going to get him out of ends? Like yeah, I, I don't think so. I think that uh, in my opinion, at least, like Ants's structure right now is built around uh, Sphinx, basically. Like I think that. Their gameplay is around getting Sphinx to the right position all the time. And I think you can see that by the way that how comfortable he plays. Plays so comfortable, he gets into the into his position, is into his favorite positions, and is able to get the frags and convert and all that. But I think it, he's he's just in the right system as the right player. I think every everything just right now goes per, like according to the plan for him. Obviously not for IM Dallas, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. I mean, they're still doing fine. So <laughs> yeah, they're still doing fine. Mood snacks, which is wild. all right. <laughs> uh, it's it's wild to see snack stand in performances because they're just so not um, connected to the to like snacks actually playing on a team performances currently. It's wild. It's like seeing um, a crossover episode. It's really strange. It's like seeing like Peter Griffin in The Simpsons when you I see like just it. snacks. Like, I like it. Yeah, it's it's oh. great. I love it. Right. Like you just get to see like like a snippet of like what snacks used to be, just like transported into 2022, and then he just like disappears again for a year. It's great. <laughs> I mean, he he's always right, like look. those teams, those players. Sorry, always gonna have a way to go. Like he's always gonna have a team in the Polish scene. Always. Yeah. Same with like all the retired quote unquote players. They all they're always gonna have a team in the tier two uh scene of their country. Um let's talk about Dallas for a minute. Um I assume you, you've you've been watching some of Dallas. Yeah. Um Okay. So Mouse Sports is out. <laughs> well, well let's let's start there because uh Elliot and I have very much voiced our opinions on this Mouse Sports lineup a ton and we had Naps on last week, who's a Mass Sports super fan, and he voiced Coy. his opinions as well. I, I think yeah, Sui, Sui's the opinion. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like a lot going wrong with Mouse, and the it, it feels like it's not just one change that needs to happen. And the the fact that the NXT team keeps doing well even after Mouse keep taking their best players means that there's something more systemic going wrong with the 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 main roster and like, coaches. The, the main roster is now taking the coach yeah so like what's going on like how do you even begin to fix that uh honestly like i'm looking at the lineup right now obviously like in, i don't know i i think that on on paper they have good players bimas is a good player nobody can argue with that um the additions from the nzxt lineup are good frozen is good i think dexter for me at least He's a good player, but he can't be the leader, in my opinion. He's not well-rounded enough to build a team uh, from from scratch, in my opinion. I think that they ha he has a lot of good individual plays for the team. I'm watching a lot of their demos. I like to watch a lot of their demos because of their individual plays. But I doubt that it's converting to more of a team 
building thing, you know, like it's more okay in Banana, you guys can do this and that, but not not like much in depth being discussed after that. I don't know. I think that if I'm Mouse right now, I've developed my academy team that won trophies, and they're on the come up. This is the time where I move most of them up. That's why I've been developing them. My main team is not doing good. That's the exact reason. And then you build another academy team and hopefully you can get more players from that. I'm literally like, I think I'm taking all the academy team and keeping Frozen there and moving four players from the academy team. I was thinking I'd keep Bemus. And actually, I, I know, <clears throat> I know we all know how good Frozen can be. But as of recent, he isn't like holding up to that superstar tag. And I think if you're going to go with a developmental roster, you might as well keep Bemis because he's the one I mean, who he, he, he's yeah. also playing some like really aggressive roles, which I think is, is pretty handy to have. Just like you just you just go in first. You like take these jewels on the CT side. He will hold his position and he'll nail it down. You don't have to worry about Bemis. Whereas Frozen requires a little bit more. Um, in terms of the, the team being built around him, I feel. It, it depends. It depends. It really depends. It's like a 50-50 thing. Uh, whatever they feel like they need most. That's why I said Frozen, because I think they need more of a passive player if they want to bomb their academy lineup, because their academy lineup is kind of aggressive. Um, that's why I said, like, specifically, I think Frozen, but I think Bemis is also a great addition. But what I'm doing is still what what I said. I, I think getting four of the players, just moving them up, keeping one of those players, either Bemis or Frozen, and just start building a new academy team off of that. I mean, for example, if you if you keep Frozen, you can move Bemis down to the academy team and you can build something from there as well. Yeah. But I don't think that oh Dexter... God, that academy team. <laughs> I don't think that Dexter, for example, I, I just don't see him in the team. Like, I've, I didn't like the addition from the, like, from the announcement. I just didn't like it. I, I couldn't tell you why. I, I think it's not a great fit and I think he can do a lot of great things with... Uh, more Australian teams and like NZ teams and all that, but mo maybe even North American teams. But I doubt that he can just jump into the deep waters like Miles pretty much tried to put him through. Yeah, I'd like I to, hadn't I'd thought like to about it. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. Idea. I didn't thought about Dexter to NA. This 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 requires some thinking later on. Now, <laughs> this 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 will this this will have some some more some more interesting thinking. Um, so, come on. <laughs> Pour the information. No, I'm, I'm now. Now I'm just thinking Dexter to Evil Geniuses. Dexter to Evil Geniuses I mean, seems to make I, a lot of sense. I think, my personal opinion, I'm gonna state it numerous times. Stewie has to go. Stewie has to go. Definitely. Congratulations for having the yeah. least hot opinion. <laughs> yeah, Stewie, Stewie. I don't know. I I've always thought. Um, Within North America, the Stu 2K is overrated as a player. No, not as a player, as an kind IGL. Of underrated as a leader. Now, I think he's okay as an IGL, but I don't he's think so. kind of not as, not as good with his I mean, as a player. That's I, heard, I heard some stuff. That, that's why I'm saying that. That's why I think he has to go. <laughs> ah, so. the, the old, I've heard some stuff thing. Yeah, yeah a little very. Yeah, I wouldn't told me. Yeah, but um, I, I just generally think that as a leader, he just can't cut it. I think that uh, I think that Evil Geniuses need a full restructure. I think that you keep Rush. Rush is a great player. Uh, actually, Automatic. Automatic performs really well right now, which is uh, surprising. Uh, I think you keep those two players and build around them. Get new three players and 
not necessarily even North American. I'd say like you can get Dexter. Dexter is a good addition. Uh, JKS probably yeah. Liquid is the best thing that can happen to him. But maybe you get, uh, I don't know, you get someone from Carpe Diem or something, even like an, an up and comer North American, like Hexed, for example. Just players like that. Are you. Are you... <laughs> Wait, you mean you mean not recycling the same eleven players we've had in North America for the last three years? Yeah, basically, it's insane. This this is uncharted territory. Yeah, Are you th- worried they some... might come and steal some ATK players? Nah, we're too bad. I'm joking. Nah, but, uh, <laughs> we don't we don't have a, many American. We have Swisher and MOTM. I mean, and uh, technically, I, I think MOTM is pretty good. Yeah, but technically they're on on rushes and uh, rushes and automatic. Role, so oh frick right. it's, it clashes <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I saw a uh, I saw a bs complexity lineup on twitter and BS i, I want to hear opinions okay yeah yeah no it was it was someone playing armchair coach which to be fair that's what we're doing right now always fun. um always <laughs> which fun. was tc still coaching jt still leading yeah. fang floppy like um that. automatic jks that's a lot of resources <laughs> for, for mm. you've got I don't know JKS and automatic to me are quite similar and I well you would just put automatic as the opera that's the, like the the statement okay. no, of no, it, no, is no, that no, no. automatic would play no off. I don't think so who'd play off there you get an opera but <laughs> but I <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair. I'm I'm giving you the Twitter answer I'm not saying it's a perfect answer I just don't think complexity bought that lineup to get experienced players like JKS and pay them big money like JKS and automatic ones to get. And I think it's more of a developing type of program that they are trying to do. Um, obviously, they want results. Everybody wants results, right? But um, I, I don't think they should go for the big players. I think that they should develop their lineups. TC and JT have a really good history in developing lineups as well. You can see the actual lineup, the Cloud9 lineup, even the Bravado lineup got the GMAC one, GMAC. They have they have that those tools and they got more experience now, which is great. But I think that they should keep the develop developing stage right now and not just jump into like, okay, let's win some titles type of thing. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of what happened to Cloud9 I, I, as well, if you remember. Hmm. They should probably do similar to something similar to what you did and sign a develop like a developmental opera from the tier two European scene. Yeah, I mean Borden has been doing wonders for us on the op. Yeah, somebody right. like that. Obviously, not him exactly. But. I mean, they can take him. <laughs> they can take him. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's, if Jason Lake, if you are listening, there you go. You can you can, you can take him, but twenty percent of the cuts come to me. um all right i want i got two more things for you and then we're we're letting you go i want i want your your hot take about a team at dallas right now a team at dallas it could be who's gonna win it could be a player's performance anything related to a team that's at dallas right now anything related let's see anything Uh, related I it could think. be that like somebody puts ketchup on their steak, like Patrick Mahomes. Like that, that right. could be your hot take. So, right. my <laughs> hot take: Clowndon gets eliminated today. That's number one. Ooh, okay. My other hot well, take: well, when this comes out, people will know. For, yeah, for, well. for context, they're playing NIP yeah. today. 
Ooh, <laughs> my hot take and my br makes to the makes it to the playoffs Ooh, oh. this, i like this this is this is this is spicy so you're saying mibr beats liquid today yeah and the to be fair i'm not sure that that's that that's that that I mean, that is that impressive they are, but they yeah. are playing with a coach i mean that yeah, is that, pretty, that's, that's, that's what i'm saying spicy it. take I, yeah, i'm I like saying that. that and in my opinion if phase dropped this tournament there's nowhere no more phase era no more no more of this talks if they, they lose to this tournament the if they lose this tournament all their confidence is going to drop and it all depends on rain's performance right now if rain can maintain the same level of performance that he maintained during the the playoffs generally of the major they're going to be the most scary team to face in the world right now but if they lose this tournament their confidence is going to hit so much that i think that they will drop to even number 10 in the world by the time the very wow. big uh, starts. These are hot takes. These are spicy. I, was, I like this. these. I I'm not sure I disagree with any of them. I, but like, I, I, I the thing is, I I love that third one. But there's no way on earth Faze don't win Dallas. Like oh, as like as great as it would be to test know? this theory, they're going to win Dallas. Like they they're going to. I don't even think they need Rain to play that well. Like all the they other do. good teams either have a stand in or aren't here. Yeah, but imagine that, somehow they lose to Ants or, or Vitality or, I don't know, G2. I mean, ima just imagine that. And they can. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but I'm really struggling to imagine. Okay, my, my hot take on the Major. If FaZe would have lost this first map on Inferno, they would have lost the Major final. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because Kerrigan's curse would have been active. That's, that's how that works. <laughs> Not really. I just say the state of Navi, like going into the final, obviously everybody knows it wasn't great. Uh, now after the news are out, it wasn't great internally. But I think that winning the first map would have given giving them the drive. I think that everybody, at least what I saw, is that Navi gave up on the second map. Yeah. And I think By the that end of if it, they, it was like pushing smokes randomly. Yeah, I think if Navi won that first map, would have been done on you. Yeah. I could agree with that. I, I, I like could get it. behind that. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, do, you, do you have anything you want to plug while you're here? I mean, I got my YouTube going, uh, SprayXD, and my Twitter, SprayXDCS, is pretty much all the, all the same. And, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, we have a game against Unjustified, if anybody wants to watch. I don't know when, <laughs> when it's out, but we have, uh, we have the game in two days, so... Yeah, other than that, I mean, well, yeah, player break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, go watch ATK play their, their game before the player break. Follow yeah. Spray on all the socials. Uh, we'll see you in the next bit. <laughs>Thank you, Spray, for coming on to the podcast this week. Um, it's a really good conversation we had with him. Um, now, Let's talk about the last bit of this episode. We're going to talk about Dallas. So Dallas has been going on. Obviously, today is June 1st. So as per usual, recording on a Wednesday. So uh, we will be up to date as we can on 10.30 a.m. on a Wednesday, Eastern Time. Yeah, so we're, um, just, we're just going to talk about the games that haven't happened as if they have and just assume what's yeah. going on. So like, it was a really good result for NIP to beat Cloud9. Like, I don't know how they managed to do that. Like, <laughs> like Rez on Overpass was just insane. I don't know. <laughs> He's just winning every duel. 
Um, I want to talk a little bit big, big picture about this event because we'll get to talk a lot in depth about it uh, next week. We'll have winners and everything. It's a one-week event, which is very nice comparatively to uh, what we've had recently with these big, like, three-week events kind of thing. It's very uh, nice for me because I'm working, having to watch every game uh, and then, like, finishing off, like, doing voiceover at, like, four in the morning. So if I had to do this for, like, two weeks in a row, I might genuinely go insane. On the other hand, I get to watch Counter-Strike till 11 p.m. my time, Yeah, amazing. I remember when I was in the US, it was weird because obviously I was used to watching like football, yeah, soccer. And it was like, yeah. oh yeah, the three o'clock games just start at like 11 in the morning. And then the night games start at like half three. And I'm yep. like, this is weird. What am I supposed to do for the rest of the night? Yep. I, yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, teams that disappointed us, uh, let, let's be, let's be real here. Uh, complexity did not disappoint us. They more than disappointed. They embarrassed. They embarrassed, I was embarrassed for them. America. I was genuinely embarrassed. They looked. They got smacked by MIBR playing with a. I bought a can't stop the flop shirt, and it did not help complexity do any better. I thought you were gonna say it didn't even turn up because complexity no, it didn't did. turn it up. Turned, it, it turned up yesterday when they lost. But complexity didn't turn up yesterday. They no. looked awful. Like they look just genuinely terrible. Like I do not understand how these five players are this bad. Like you can joke all you want about NA players, but like Floppy is a genuinely very good player. Grim, yeah. I'm still convinced can be a really good player. Mm-hmm. Fang, inconsistent, but that you know he's an entry fragger. He does his role pretty well. I like Fang. Junior, all right. Let's not talk about Junior, but. <laughs> Bro, that guy is. I don't know. I like we we hyped uh, up Junior a couple times. I'm I'm ready to admit defeat. He is top uh, shit. Yeah. Um, he's just really bad. Like I've never seen a player be less ineffective on the orb. <laughs> Sorry, less effective on the orb. Yeah, as I was say, as, as I've never seen a player be less ineffective than Junior. He's incredible. I've changed my mind. He's incredible. You, you put this. Uh, you put it this way in the TLDR Discord the other day. Uh, is that you just need hands to op. You you don't you don't yeah. need brain. Just need two hands. Yeah. And, and, and he doesn't he doesn't have hands, unfortunately. Apparently so. JT uh, like has built decent rosters in NA before. Like uh, I don't know. He 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 should be fine, but he's like this team just just stinks. Like there's something like maybe changing your AWPA to somebody who can like you know scope in like who can like stop scope flick fire, maybe that would help a little bit. Maybe, Maybe like once you can play off the orb, everything else falls into play place a bit easier. Um I, I think you can gamble on somebody like a Mertz on like a fucking Acor, even like even somebody like younger from, from Europe, but like mm-hmm. clearly Junior was like the best or the second best orper in tier two NA, and this is how he looks at tier one, like Counter Strike. Let's I think maybe we uh Maybe we don't bother with American authors. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's that simple. Yeah. Other teams have disappointed us, Maus, but we're in a constant state of disappointment for Maus Sports. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> um, I was disappointed by Movistar Riders. Um, they, they were next on my list. Don't you worry. Yeah. The only people not on my list that are already eliminated is Imperial, because I think the Matrix is a fluke, and Encore, because yeah, like former LFO, and I, I don't expect yeah. But, like, but like Movistar, when you look at the roster, like you kind of ex- like you look at the teams here, you probably expect them to go out last. Like, let's be real. But mm. 
I was still they they usually run good teams pretty close. Like they they usually very competitive even in even in losses. But yeah. But they just weren't at all. They were like I think I tweeted at one point this is the saddest map I've ever seen. It was like their nuke T side was just so I don't know, like so dry, so like sloppy. There were players like 40 yards away from each other where they just couldn't trade. They were like running through smokes and dying like on repeat. Like they just they look terrible, which I'm not used to seeing from Movistar because they're usually pretty good. But they were just I don't know, they were they never really looked like they were going to win a game. I mean, they got 2-0'd by Mouse, which, I mean, already that's pretty embarrassing. And they, like, got double figures once in three maps. Yeah. Like, they, they, like they used to... If they lost, it would be, like, 16-13 or 16-14 or... You know, it would be pretty close, but they just were never particularly close to winning a map. And that's... Yeah. To me, that's pretty disappointing for Movistar. All right. Uh... Australis was disappointing, but I honestly, I just this team makes no fucking sense. Like they've, no. like they have. <sighs> Blame F is clearly really talented. I don't think anyone will ever. I, I would, I would be in, in fact willing to say that he is talented. Yes, but every roster he's on doesn't quite click, even when he's getting lots of kills, it doesn't actually seem to impact anything. I think on the CT side, he can be pretty effective, but mm -hmm. it, it still seems to be at the cost of his teammates. It, it's almost like him him getting kills seems to always come at the cost of the lives of his teammates. Like it, it, It's so never a case... Bait. Yeah, but like there are other players who bait or lurk and do it in a way where like in a 3v3, they get two kills and they win the round. Blame F seems to do it in a way where in a 2v4, he gets two kills and then they like narrowly lose the round. Yeah. He just needs to be a little bit more active because he's really good. Like, like mechanically, he's almost perfect. And like, it, it, it's really irritating to see... It, it, it almost doesn't feel worth making other changes to Australis because whoever it is is just going to be used as cannon fodder for, well, blame F's cannons as they were. Like, he seems to just, I don't know. There, there was a round on Vertigo against G2 where I think it was like a three, I think they were 4v3 or 3v3. And he like snuck through a smoke to go for this long flank as the rest of his team ran up the ramp and his team just died on ramp. And then he was like stuck in like a 1v3 or something. And I was like, if you'd have just gone with your team there, you can trade that out. Like, you know, there's max two people here. There's only going to be one like looking at this angle. You could just trade this guy out as a pack of three or four players with your like, with your ability to win at Angels. Like, so for one guy goes out, you trade him, you're in the bomb site, get the bomb party, 3v2, you win. But instead he like goes for like the big play, the sneak through a smoke, the backstab, and he just didn't need it. And I, I think that kind of epitomizes where Astralis are at the moment, where they're like they're really reliant on Blame F doing everything for them because that's the way he plays. When you could like they just need to tell Blame F to just stick with the rest of the team and do what he's good at. Yeah. Um 
looking looking more towards the future in Dallas, uh, Phase Ents should be a, a banger matchup that you've already seen by this point. Um, basically, we'll we'll be done with group stages today. Uh, we'll have playoffs uh, tomorrow. Um, I, actually, playoffs. I don't think playoffs start on Friday. Playoffs start on Friday. So we get it. So we will be date. tomorrow as you hear this. Yes. Yes. So tomorrow, as you hear this, uh, two days from where we're recording, um, but we. Basically, there's going to be a lot of good games on today, so uh, hopefully you watched them. Uh, as uh, I believe, as Spray just said, if Faze don't win this, Faze era is over, right? Yeah. Faze are going to win it, though. Faze should win this. Ents have been looking really good. Faze ends today should be an absolute banger. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to speak too much on the future of this. We're, I think we're going to let this play out a little bit um, here. Uh and we'll we'll be we'll be here next week with breaking down everything that's happened since this point, and hopefully more roster moves, and hopefully more roster moves because we'll point. actually we'll be in proper player break territory. Hell yeah! All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at Logan Wrap Up at AZ Eskin, at Reed TLDR. You can catch us every Wednesday, every Thursday at six AM Eastern. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Peace.